0: what's up everybody and welcome to the mint city soccer show i'm corey Ensko opening the show for the first time in a long time and i felt very rusty doing that i was just like <laughs> "We're was gonna say the wrong name or just do something really crazy but i'm happy to be here happy to have us back behind the mic uh for another episode of the soccer show matt how's it going it's
1: it's going well man and i,
0: I thought you did great <laughs> Thank you. I've been, I've, I've, i it's like I said, I did it a lot of times and I handed it over to to you and David to run with it. So it's, okay. it's fun to, to be doing this. So I'm here as always with Matt Swift, our host. uh, David can't make it tonight. Unfortunately, uh, he may be watching and chiming in on the chat. He may have sent in a question ahead of time, so I'm sure he'll be a part of this stream in his own way, but, uh, but for right now on camera and on the mic, it's just me and Matt tonight.
1: Yeah, I think, I think he's down in, is he in Orlando? He was.
0: He, I was confused. He, he mentioned multiple cities he was going to this evening, so he's he's somewhere. No doubt He's, he's, he's a corn dog or needing a corn dog. Yeah. Maybe opening some packs of cards. I don't know what he's up to, but uh, yeah. but yeah. So he's not with us tonight. But we do have a uh, we do have a special guest. I, I said it was just the two of us, but I lied. So we have a special guest waiting in the wings <laughs> that's right. for
1: us here. That's going to help us open up the show. Yeah, that's right. So uh, our man from Philly joining us again, Jose. Nunez Jose welcome back, my man.
2: Hey, how are you guys uh you know i i'm i'm ninety nine percent sure that David is probably on a in a rental car with a corn dog on his right hand, left hand, you know six o'clock or whatever or whatever nine o'clock on the wheel, just driving down Orlando, finding his nearest <laughs> spot to open up card packs, but uh no, I'm so happy to be here, so happy that. Tommy Wilson has finally landed with you guys. What an incredible piece of news and in development for uh, ownership that wants to truly spend.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Yeah, because, you know, of course, that's why you're on because you were the one that broke this story. And and I hope you don't mind me saying this because I I think it's kind of funny. So you always do your due diligence, which I really appreciate about you. You don't post stuff just for clicks. Like you do your research, you get sources when this first came out you know we've become we've become friends and you reached out to Gus and i like hey here's what i'm hearing are you hearing anything on on your side and it was kind of awkward because it was like hey i'm hearing that tommy's going to be the technical director for charlotte fc i was like Oh, well, I just spoke to our technical director this morning to have him on the show. Uh, and spoiler alert, we're going to have Bobby Blair on the show pretty soon. So I I, I I, just talked to him and then you hit me up with that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not going anywhere. And then my wheels started turning. I was like, oh, my God, what if he's getting fired and he doesn't know it? Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, Bobby's great. Like, he's he's a good guy. I don't think he's done anything. Uh, but yeah, and we had some back and forth and come to find out, you know, Tommy is coming on as the technical director, Bobby is getting a title change, uh, not a ton of stuff is really changing there, but, uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty hilarious and (laughs) and what weird timing because I literally had just talked to him and then you hit me with that news. So it was wild. Yeah,
2: it's really, it's really interesting. You know, I, I, I officially posted after, you know, working through my sources and and making sure you know they were solid right because something of that magnitude someone like Tommy Wilson who has coached the Sc- the Scottish national team has coached at Rangers has been part of that football association for As long as he has been, it's it's you don't want to mess that one up. You don't want to mess any story, but certainly not that one. Um, Once I got that all sorted out, I I reached out to David and you and said, "Hey, what can can I give you a call, quick? This is this is what I'm hearing. I just want to make sure because I know that Matt, you you and David are not um, you guys. You guys don't cater to the team. You guys are critical. You guys are thoughtful about the way you cover the team and give credit when it's due, but also are you know, willing to talk about it when it's when it's difficult as well. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just talking to a podcast or somebody that you know <laughs> caters to the team, right? Access journalism, or whatever you want to call it, right? That you only speak nicely about the team. So I, when I reached out to David, I said, "Hey, this this sounds crazy, and frankly, uh, I'm amazed <laughs> to this date that how how." Open your uh, team's leadership is, and in talking with with podcasts and fan bases and journalists, and and maybe that's a result of only being three years old and and having to still, <laughs> I hate to say, find relevance, but you know you have so many sporting teams sure. in that area. Um, but after talking to David and knowing the, the 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 connections that you all have within that team, it's like let's double check because this is. This is pretty big and, 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 you know, the back and forth. And I think for a second, genuinely, I felt for a second, you guys didn't believe me. <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy talking about? We, we have Bobby. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. this yeah. is solid. This is, this is going <laughs> up. I don't, be ready. I don't know what you guys want to do about it. Yeah, be
1: ready. You, were, you were very serious about it. I was like, no, he was like, you were like, no, this, this is happening. And I'm like, are you sure it's that title? Cause I was like, okay, all right, maybe he's coming, but maybe it's a different title. And then we're going back and forth about that. So I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. So no, it's well,
2: it's it's fascinating.
1: Well well, let me ask you this. What can because cause you know you know Tommy uh really well. What can what can we expect from him? How does this benefit Charlotte FC?
2: So let me just be very clear. I um I've never talked to Tommy actually. Um, so I have requested time with him. As my reporting went out and trying to find some time through the right channels, right, using the media, PR contacts at the union, I don't want to skip any, any, any flag poles per se. So once I uh, asked for those, I, I never heard back, and that's totally fine. The move was actually, you know, done and sealed at that point. He was already saying his goodbyes. In fact, my understanding is that on MLK Day, that Monday the fifteenth, is when the internal announcement was made. Uh, which I beat by three days, which is kind of fascinating, makes it kind of awkward, right? You have a lot of these union um, academy employees who are like, yo, what the hell is this Jose guy talking about? Tommy's leaving, Tommy's leaving. And then, you know, fast forward to Monday, MLK Day, the announcement comes out, at least is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but long way to say, you know, I think in terms of Tommy... Uh, And it's no secret, you can visit his website, TommyWilson.com or TommyWilsonSoccer.com. He's actually kind enough to uh, list his resume within it if you really want to look at it. But he is a very talented individual who knows how to do a lot with very little. Uh, My understanding is that the budget for the academy at one point was $8 million for the entire year. Hmm. And he's producing talent like the Aaronson brothers and the Mark McKenzie's uh, out at Gank. Uh, and anybody after 2013. So in terms of what you are all getting is someone with the know how and uh, identification skills, and someone who knows how to build a team to make him better and and make the 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 the, the organization better. But with the Tepper money behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who who yeah. maybe will benefit from having that backing, which. Maybe he didn't see too much of uh, in terms of the ownership group here in Philadelphia, um, but ultimately, I think overall this is a magnific- magnificent get by your leadership in Charlotte in terms of Tepper. Uh, is it J- Joey LeBlue. Le uh, Le- Le- yeah, Blue? Joe, uh, Joe Labu. LeBlou, sorry. Um, yeah. Which within I, I selfishly plug, plug, plug. I. Have no, I'm going to start on. calling him
1: Joey though. Joey, Labu.
2: Joey. Yeah, 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 Joe, Joe Labou uh, on a different podcast had more or less, and, and thank you to them from, for letting me ask the question, but like confirmed is like, we're trying to figure out yeah. a way, a pathway for this dense area of talent in the Carolinas to become pros, to create our own talent, which is right. something that, you know, you all are getting such a head start compared to Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. And that's, a, that's a good point. Cause let me, let me ask you about this, uh, With that appointment and then we can get into um our our coach too uh there's lots of mls experience and i think that's something that we as a team have have lacked why do you think that is important where let me ask you two questions why do you think that is important and then of course as you see on my uh, name plate here stop freaking out everybody's freaking out about player signings why is it important that we have the MLS experience with Tommy and, and also to building that pipeline where we don't have to sign so many players. Why is that important?
2: Well, it's very important for many different reasons, right? Um, and I'm not here to praise the union too much. But when you get into a situation where the union who are typically at the bottom of the pole in terms of spending on a yearly basis. That's right but continue to be the leaders in points accumulated which doesn't necessarily signify success obviously that that means you know success to me means silverware in a league like the MLS right versus being in the premiership or really anywhere in Europe where you actually have to you know be top of the league which the union would be if you add the points over the past 5 years yeah. um so having that type of consistency over the past 5 years and doing it on a shoestring budget is mainly or, or mostly due to the fact that the union have created talent like Quinn Sullivan, Jack McGlynn, um, not so much Matt Real, but the Aronson brothers, mm-hmm. Mark McKenzie, Austin Trusty, who's out at Sheffield. So, mm. being able to utilize the homegrown mechanism and not taking those budget hits in terms of a, a of a roster building is also a fantastic way that someone like Tommy can come in and say, "Here's the pathway." Let's build a runway so when we're building this roster, we can really maximize every single dollar and every single cent that will make up this roster rather than going out into the European market. And for God's sakes, Matt, your your coach Dean, who I think is gonna be fantastic, very open during the media day to say, oh. I don't even know the MLS rules. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know the MLS roster rules. Which I is don't why. know
1: if anyone actually knows the MLS rules, but yeah, no, he was he was very Candid, which I, which I do appreciate about him. So So
2: having, having someone like Tommy, who has the, the understanding of, of. Identifying, qualifying, discarding of talent that maybe was apparent early on, but as he, as the players develop, maybe it's not shaking out, discarding talent before pushing it along, finding a way to sign that talent and getting it on the field, which he has done in many, many times. And Nate Harriel, Jack McGlynn. Quinn Sullivan, Brendan Craig, who was just on loan, I'm sorry, on loan, on trial out at Everton. Who knows what's gonna happen with that? He has done it in terms of of building that pathway. Now it's your turn in terms of Charlotte to really maximize every single body that makes up that population and finding the next best thing. And again, that's not to say that the academy of the union have not gone outside of their perimeter to bring players or entice players. You have to you don't have to look much further than the Zambrano brothers. One who left after one year to go to Benfica, and now he just signed with a different Portuguese side on a free uh, on a free. You know, type of transaction. So it's, it's, it's overall, Tommy's just going to be, I think, an incredible get for you. And and if your fans don't understand how important this is, it is such a shame because this is, this is an incredible move for all of you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say, I, I, you know, everybody that knows me knows I get, I get pretty frustrated about uh, some of the complaining and and freaking out. But I, I, I will say we have a lot of new fans. We have a lot of fans that MLS is new to them. So I, I tried to have a little bit of like grace with some of it, but I, I'm glad you brought up um, the spending because that's another thing because we have a super wealthy owner that they think that, oh, Tepper can just spend and that's going to mean wins when it doesn't at all. Um, and I think Philly is a perfect example of instead of overspending, you're building a pipeline of folks that can move up through the first team or you have trade assets you have you have people that you can move on for certain things to help you with so i i think it's uh an amazing get myself i'm super pumped i'm glad bobby's not going anywhere i'm glad we got that all clarified uh anything else about him that we should know or the maybe the types of players that he produces any any like specifics around style of play or style of player i should say
2: Gosh, that's so difficult, right? Because I think, in, in, in you sh- as you know, in soccer, uh, listen, the American mindset of being the biggest, fastest, strongest isn't always the way, right? Think about the league's MVP last year, right? Out of Cincinnati. Guy is like five three, five four. Right. And obviously not the tallest, not the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, but went ahead and got himself yeah. the MVP. So when it comes to the profile, physicality is obviously different by position. And if they have it, great. Uh, the Union currently with someone like Neil Pierre, who is six, six or something like that. He is gigantic playing center back right now with the first team out of the Union Academy and Union 2. Um but in terms of what you can expect from Tommy, it's just extremely gifted players who can do it in terms of on the field, uh, technically and tactically, mm-hmm. right? Thinking three steps ahead, as I think of a Jack McGlynn or a Nate Harrell, right? Nate Harrell is an unbelievable athlete, but I don't think he gets enough credit for his the mental side or the soccer IQ, I think is the term that everybody uses, right? Of of knowing where to be or when to be there, when to attack, when not to attack, uh, went to go forward or at Jack McGlynn, right? Finding those passes, finding the space, penetrating through, having just made his first, uh, earning his first cap for the U.S. national team against Slovenia. So I think it's wide ranging, but ultimately it's, it's just, <laughs> I hate to say cost saving. And I, and I guess I also want to clarify, uh, Tommy, I, 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 I think doesn't go without, um, I don't want to say criticism, but there's obviously a lot of criticism in terms of the union of not spending, right? Uh, Right. I just reported today 11th in the league in terms of franchise value, but bottom in terms of spending, Never mind revenue being pretty high up in terms of like the top, certainly the top 15, if I recall, and on a steady path of growth, but still at the very bottom of spending. So a lot of that comes from having someone like Tommy creating the talent that's not making you have to spend
1: yeah i i actually i think charlotte fc were they, we were 12th on that list we were like literally right behind you um mm-hmm. and we're not known for a team that uh that spends a lot which is kind of been a, a criticism so i think there's definitely some parallels but one of the things and, and you said is it, like i feel like we're getting a pretty good head start on this mm-hmm. we, we have um the academy set up we have crown legacy set up uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to into this later about some roster needs. Uh, we have people that are already able to step up and get into the first team. We, we saw that last season and now we're going to have this again this season. So I think it's just going to be a continuous thing. So I'm very excited about that. And I, I don't think people really are grasping that yet. Like how significant <sighs> that is.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, as I'm hearing from sources too that uh, <laughs> Mr. Wilson may have made some phone calls to try to draw some people f- who were maybe formerly of the Philadelphia Union organization uh, oh, nice. reaching out to some folks who maybe have been under him maybe figuring out ways to convince folks I don't know if he's been successful I don't know how many people he has done this for but yeah. ultimately interested in in bringing his method his the way he does it into charlotte i'm just really intrigued onto running in an academy is like an octopus right you have many different pieces moving at all times with the different teams different coaches different needs etc and that's its own monster but running an entire franchise as a technical director Mm -hmm. that has to be just as much if not worse so i'm intrigued onto how those other added pieces fall into the way that tommy works not to Mm -hmm. say that he's not reasonably ready for it obviously the guy has so much experience having done what he's done with the scottish uh, football association it's just how does that translate to the american system and the crazy restraints that often fall into the category of archaic that the mm-hmm. league has so um, i'm really intrigued to see how this experiment goes but ultimately uh, worse comes to worse you guys gave it a shot w- absolutely the worst scenario the union don't have him anymore but are in good hands with someone like John Shear who just stepped up uh having been the director of a scout, of scouting for the union taking an interim role right now with the academy as the director
1: okay yeah um i i know you're busy cuz you were literally when you joined you were on your phone looking at some breaking news but before <laughs> i let you go i want to i want to get your thoughts on our new uh they call it a, a associate head coach which i think is a hilarious mm-hmm. title uh, but our assistant coach uh, Miles Joseph, who has a ton of MLS experience, what are what are your thoughts on him, or do you have any?
2: Um, I think that the Portland job continues to get more and more difficult out there for uh, Is Neville, right? Yeah, Neville, who's out there now, having left uh, or departed Miami. Um, it, it's interesting. I think having more of this MLS experience, this can only help, right? I think it was, was it Zoran who was on your podcast? I remember texting you guys like 17 different questions or notes about that podcast and thinking to myself, gosh, to build a team in the pandemic was crazy. And you all did it despite having to take, you know, an additional year to actually launch it. Um, But nonetheless, I think having more faces within the franchise that have the experience of, again, this league that, falls into the sub 30 years of, of life length, I think, or so. I, I don't think it's beyond 30 years at this point. I could be wrong and, and more than happy to be corrected by super producer who's in the background. Um, But like having more people who know the system, who know the ins and outs and, you know, next year, the budget increases, but TAM decreases, but you get more GAM. It's like having someone who actually knows that and knows how to work that as a coach and understands the travel, which maybe was also very interesting for someone like Zoran or or uh, was it Latanzio was the old coach, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Having someone who understands that type of travel is just because Dean, I think, would be very, very hard pressed to really comprehend what it means to go from Charlotte to the West Coast and then maybe have a West Coast, an East Coast game. Never mind Leaks Cup all in between.
1: Yeah, no, that's and it's a good point because, you know, the three coaches that we've had, uh, they've had little to no MLS experience. But with with Miles, he was an assistant at Real Salt Lake from 2010 to 2014. Uh, He was assistant at at, uh, NYCFC for a year and then I think two years at Orlando City. And then from 2018 to 2023, he was with uh, Portland. So tons and tons of experience. He went to Clemson. So i'm sure bobby blair Mm. had something to do with maybe getting him here too um so i I think it's all all
2: good stuff even to that point of the new york you mentioned new york city connection there you know working with a young franchise and getting a franchise over the hump right thinking of that 2021 cup that new york city got obviously that the the to me infamous 2021 Eastern Conference Final against the Union, who were down, I think, 11 players due to COVID uh, issues and having to throw a a B side, maybe even C side and only losing by one goal. Hmm. He knows how to get through the hump and win, having won it at Portland, ironically, uh, that year. someone who knows how to win in this league is just so valuable. And and yeah. I think that having him in the ranks for you all is is also going to help. And uh, I'm just, honestly, I can't tell you how happy I am for uh, Charlotte, right? Ownership that wants to win, is willing to spend to win. It may not seem so in the transfer market right now, but ultimately making the different changes in the pyramid in terms of of leadership that will eventually... And hopefully quickly lead to victories and hopefully you all earning some silverware soon
1: i love you jose thank you so much like I, yeah stop freaking out everybody listen to jose he's been through this <laughs> he knows what he's talking about but i'll let you go I, like i said i know like when you first got on you were on your phone like looking at breaking news go break some more <laughs> we really really appreciate you and anytime you want to come on man you're more than welcome.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for when uh, uh coffee in the morning before games come up, because that's that's honestly yeah. uh, a, a small routine for me where I put one, one earbud in, kids are watching television in the morning, Ninja Turtles or whatever, and I'm just eating oatmeal yeah. or doing something <laughs> and listening to you all. So uh, yeah. if anything, Charlotte fan base has been incredibly kind, followed me on Twitter, um, yeah. shared my content. I can't thank you all enough. And I think in May, which I think it's late May. I'm working on being there for the game there, the union against Charlotte. So hopefully oh, nice. I'm able to be there with all of you and yeah. you all in person. You all have been entirely too kind and uh, thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you. We look forward to having you down here. Absolutely. Thank you guys. All right, man. See you, buddy. See ya. Bye, Corey. Yep. Also. Awesome. Oh man, that was good. So good. Yeah. Voice
0: for reason. I have all the, Yeah, I must say I have all the good feelings now. All of my negative feelings about leading up to the season are gone. We just need him to come in here and, and make us feel good about things every That's week. Right. How about that?
1: It, it's good to have a different perspective from a different team, uh, seeing right. how we're doing things. So, I mean, we get in our little bubble and yeah, it's easy to be critical, but it's sometimes it's nice to get an outside perspective. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a few other things we want to talk about uh this evening as we're sitting here uh yeah. I, I was gonna pull up some some youtube comments uh but yeah. right now the majority of them are about um your hair and beard oh. so I'm, I'm not gonna get too deep into that but you can okay. go look at those comments later but uh oh but i okay. think um the, the main thing is is matt's hair is on point
1: oh thank you joe i appreciate yeah. that
0: and uh cole says the dude is a specimen so, there's a lot of really good, really, man. What? <laughs> people ask what, what kind of products do you use. There's keep, a lot going in the chat going. right now.
1: Let's keep going. Let's uh, let's. <laughs> you know, I haven't been feeling all that well. I'll, let you, this I'll week. let you scroll.
0: I'll let you scroll through that um, afterward. Oh, after the, I, after oh, the show, I, you can oh, you can I enjoy see. that in, in your own in your own private moments. I, uh, just to see that. what people are saying about it. But uh, well, thanks. But we'll move on from that but uh no so we wanted to jump over next i believe to talk a little bit about uh dean smith had his press conference today yeah some exciting news came out of that or interesting news came out of that i should say um and i believe you know somebody accidentally sent the link to to one david gussler i don't know how and he he, uh he's managed to crash that zoom call and get in there and do that. And, and I supposedly asked some questions, but I didn't actually get a chance to watch it. Uh, and I haven't watched the, the whole recording yet. So I'll play the more asking you questions. I've seen some, a little bit of kind of the news that came out of yeah. it, but uh, what were your takeaways from the, from the press conference today as they're down there and, uh, training and, and going after the first couple weeks of training.
1: Well, well, first we're going to try to like attend these now. I mean, we've, we've had access for a long time, just with our jobs, <laughs> we're not able to do it, but <laughs> Gusler had some time and I, I think we're going to conquer and divide. Uh, and he did a great job actually of live tweeting it. Uh, there's no way I could have done that, uh, without a billion nope. typos. Uh, and what I really liked is he gave credit to people who were asking the question. I get so tired of people posting stuff as if they're the one doing it. Uh, I like giving credit where credit is due. And um, I, I just wanna say really quickly, I think we're all like super blessed with having all these podcast podcasters and show creators able to join uh, these pressers and ask questions instead of it being always from like the Charlotte Observer. And like, I mean, let's face it, they don't give a crap half the time, so. <laughs> I won't go <laughs> no down too comment. far that rabbit hole, but uh nope, yeah. no comment, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <well>, yeah um <laughs> so uh, it's it's just really really nice, but uh i I think uh, as far as the press conference goes i i think I think I see a huge difference in the answers, I think I see a huge difference in um the openness of it and uh, just the positiveness of everything i, I think Latanzio, especially towards the end was just so cut off and guarded. And we've said on the show a couple of times, I'm like, every time he says something, my blood boils. It's the exact opposite of what he should be saying. Um, But I've really enjoyed uh, what I've heard some so far and, and especially today too, if you want to get into some specific, uh, questions. And yeah. Answers.
0: I was going to say, if we want to get into specific yeah. stuff I and mean, what was kind of your, I, I know, I feel like the little bit I got to watch was just kind of people asking about these first couple weeks of training. What is we seeing? Yeah. I enjoyed him laughing at the word scrimmage was one of my favorite <laughs> moments of what I got to see, but yeah, what were, yeah. what were some of your major takeaways from what he said about what he's seen so far on the field?
1: Yeah. Well, Carol Walton asked, um, I think she said, uh, Ashley said that you, you want to play with more speed can can you mm-hmm. kind of add that to that? And his answer
3: was: When I looked at the uh, the games and and the roster, uh, I didn't think there was enough pace within, the, certainly in the front line. Um, you know, with, with the boy Bronica, you've got somebody who can run all day um, and probably the next day as well. He, <laughs> from what I've seen so far, but you know, defenders are scared of pace, and I didn't feel that we had enough pace within the squad. So it was something that I felt we could certainly work on
1: so that was kind of a big thing for me is that uh i always said we dick around with the ball in the back um (laughs) so i want i want to see us get the ball and and go forward and i put this in slack i think it's interesting that he did mention brandt because you know the kind of evokes certain emotions with people they either really like Mm -hmm. him or really don't um but it's it's interesting that he called him out that I, I think we've had three coaches now that might be a little surprised at like how good he does. Um, but mm-hmm. overall, I, I think we need to attack with, with pace. We need to get the ball up the field quicker instead of just messing around. So I really, that was one that I really, really, really liked. Um, and there were a couple mm-hmm. of other ones, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you want to get into, to some, some more, um, you know, Gusler yeah. asked, um, what do you expect to see uh, over the next month before the home opener? And Dean was saying, you know, just get fitter, get the basics right. Uh, focus on the basics, which is which is key. Uh, the detail you put on a pass, the pressure you put on yourself, first touches, position, runs, etc. Um, I just feel like we lacked some basics last year too. Fundamental stuff. Yep. Um, but what was the quote that he said that I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I've got it right here. No. So David asked, well, you know, what's kind of the biggest things that you've learned about the team so far? And Dean was like, you know, speak, speak slower. Uh, sometimes they get lost, (laughs) which I thought was, was funny. Uh, he, he, you know, he said he smiles at his own sayings and like, you know, the players kind of like looking at him weird. Uh, Mm -hmm. but Dean says he has two, two sayings really.
3: Yeah. I've got some sayings already that they know. Uh, one of them is, uh, excuses are well-planned lies so don't bother coming up with an excuse come up with a reason and and the other one is you know don't make a good chance better uh if it's a good chance it's good enough
1: which i absolutely love oh,
0: gosh because that is something our team needs to hear so badly
1: yes <laughs> i i love those two quotes but that first one i think just hits the nail on the head and like yeah our players would have a chance to shoot They didn't they just trying to walk the ball in and it's infuriating so i i just really positive stuff i'm so i'm so excited that we have a coach that can articulate and i i think it's just going to be so good for the for the squad and for the fans
0: yeah absolutely again with a little bit i saw come out of it i'll pull up this comment from clt fc fan tv was was being like while he was positive you could tell he still thinks the squad needs there needs some work there's pieces missing yeah. i feel like that's part of what he said so if you can elaborate a little bit on what he kind of said around i know we're going to talk about a specific player in a little bit here but mm. um as far as the general squad and what he felt like was lacking and, and what he's looking for there
1: yeah and 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 also too we we referenced uh joe Labou um jose did if you if you hadn't yet go to clt fan tv and watch their interview with joe which was really really good by the way so shout out to them mm-hmm. Yep. yeah
0: Yep. Yeah. did he say more about kind of what he's looking for in the squad any kind of specific pieces or or positions or or did he get into that more or is it more of kind of a general like i think we have some missing pieces
1: yeah and i think that's kind of basic boiler plate response He uh, yeah. did mention like a left-footed center back i think uh which yeah that that makes sense to have a more balanced back line uh we'll get into the roster build in a little bit but it is very <laughs> interesting to see who's going to be milanda's center back pairing uh, will that be Caruho or Bill, but, uh, to Dean's point, like we need somebody that's really good with their left foot. So we'll see how that yeah. all, uh, comes about, but, cause I think we, we definitely need some, uh, other positions filled, and, uh, some other breaking news that Brandon Cambridge had surgery on his right ankle. So that's mm-hmm. another winger that we're down. So,
0: mm-hmm. I'll throw this in here. Uh, Cole says the comment on Patrick was very
1: telling as well.
3: I can give him wings and I can make him fly also.
1: Awesome. I, I think everybody just loves Patrick. I mean, <laughs> how do you not like that, dude? He's tall. He's nice. He's awesome. And like, you just want to see him do well. Um, yeah. And I think he just Absolutely. needs more minutes. Yeah. That was great. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the, the news that I also saw that came out of it was, um was, was what Dean Smith said about Josviak. What, what, yeah. can you tell me a little more about, what he said about him there and his his role or lack of role in the squad going forward?
3: Um, well, at the moment, Camille hasn't joined us um, in in Miami at the moment. So I had a chat with him before. Um, I just felt that, you know, we we would look for a different profile of player um, where Camille plays and he understood that. So I believe him and his, his agent are, are looking for a club at the moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if you look, I mean, he, he's not with the squad. And and yeah. one of the reasons why I say stop freaking out is everybody was freaking out about Camille Uzwiak and what we could do and not do. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about real quick, because, you know, kind of this is now a moot point because he he's clearly going to be moved on. Uh, so, if you'll indulge me a little bit, Corey, I'll, I'm going to go down yeah. the rabbit hole here. do it. Um, so, people were stressing out over his contract and just very flippantly saying, oh, we could just pay him down. I don't understand why we're not paying him down. And I, I think there's some misconceptions there. Um, so at first, uh, yes, you you can pay him down, but it was going to take a lot of money and it's really expensive. Uncle Tepper can't just come in with extra outside money and say, ah, this, this sucks. This didn't work out. Here's some extra money to, to pay down Camille's contract. I mean, you have to, you you have general allocation money and you have targeted allocation money. Uh, and you have to use those mechanisms and there's only a certain amount that you have. That's why you see teams trading literally players for GAM or Mm -hmm. TAM so they can make these types of roster rules um you know gam is used to pay down salary cap of a of like a non uh, dp uh down to the league min- league minimum um where uh i think tam uh, is used more towards designated players uh, it's all kind of very confusing but the the gist of it is Tamper can't put in outside money to pay this down it is what it is we have a certain amount that we can work with it just was not going to be beneficial to pay that much gamer TAM that we have wasted on Camille to pay him down. I think the key and goal was to always move him. So, mm-hmm. and it looks like we are. He's not with the team. From my yep. understanding, I, I'm hearing rumblings of like, there's deals there. I think Camille and his agent are probably shopping around a little bit, but there's deals there. It, I think it's pretty much done deal. Like, I think it's just a matter of time. So.
0: Yeah, I mean that's 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 the vibe I get as well too. I mean at this point, yeah, even if it's not said, not being there and and what I saw again, kind of as far as what he said about um, said about everything, I think that that makes sense. And I think it's it's at this point, it's it's probably for the best as far as as far as where things are going. I'm going to struggle to find the quote. Um, I did see a quote that came from the press conference that I was mentioning, just beyond just uh josviak uh his quote about just the dps in general with including carol and enzo and his quote was something along the lines of you know quote getting you know, ready you say you have you have a face already so we'll, we'll see yeah. what your reaction was to this but the, again i didn't actually hear it in the context of what he was talking about but he said
3: but the beauty of it for me is that you know they're not dps that i chose so they have to prove to me that they're they're valuable to to me to the team and they can go and perform at the highest level um, to get their places in the, in, the, in the team. And, you know, what I've seen from both of them so far is a willingness to do that. Um, certainly in training and how they've worked.
1: What always happens? And this is, this is the thing that kind of drives me nuts. I saw Andrew Wiebe <laughs> latch on to that first part from, I think, Caleb Adams tweeted this out. And all you're getting is that sentence. And Andrew yep. Wiebe's like, I've read this first sentence, you know, 50 times. I'm like, of course you did. And that's what you're gonna like, and that's what everybody <laughs> latches on to. Dean is not saying, "Well, I wouldn't have chosen these DPS." That's not what he's saying. He goes, "I did not choose them. They now have to prove to me that they're going to be on the field." There's nothing, nothing crazy about this. Let's please, please don't read into this and like make a big deal out of it. He's just basically saying, and what he should say, they have mm-hmm. to prove themselves. It doesn't matter. I didn't go out and sign them, so they just have to prove themselves. There's nothing. To this, where he doesn't like Capetti or he doesn't like Swiderski or think the front office is crazy, so please, please don't go on social media and post stuff like that. (laughs) I'm beg, I'm begging you, please. Uh, I wish
0: people would listen to you, but
1: they they don't. Um, No one one listens to me.
0: (laughs) I'm going to jump around. This is what happens when you put me in control of things. Uh, I know we had some questions from ahead of the show, and this one's from Russell Varner, and I'm I'm assuming he's talking about. This news that we're talking about right now, unless unless you think I'm wrong in, in posting this up here, but saying does the timing of the announcement today worry or concern you at all since it's mid transfer window and a month for the start of the season? I, I'm assuming this is the back news. Or is he talking about something? I
1: else? I think he's talking about the the assistant coach, um, the assistant coach. Okay. Yeah, I I think the timing of the announcement today, which you know, that would be that one. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Russell, if you're if you're on, correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what he's meaning. And no, I don't think this is a concern at all. The scouts have yep. scouted these players. Dean has a firm grasp. Uh, now Miles is gonna be able to come in, assess, help, and start building. I, this is nothing but a good thing. I don't have concerns at all. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, this is what
0: I get for jumping around. No, you're, I like it. You're not gonna let me ho- yeah. host the show anymore.
1: Oh, by the, by the um, way, so- everybody, if you're if you're watching, please like this video on YouTube and subscribe. It really helps. Uh, you know, as you've probably seen, we're putting out <laughs> different content, new content, not just podcast stuff. So we want to kind of expand this and do a lot of big things this year. So it helps. So even if you like the video, um, and I want to know, Corey, is Chico in the comments anywhere? Is he, can I you see it? I don't see him. Chico said he was going to get on
0: but I, mean, uh, I don't see I could I could be missing him but I don't he, I don't he, see him he
1: lies to me a lot so <laughs> all
0: right well I know we, we talked about uh specifically one player but let's let's take a look just in general about the current roster where things stand and and the biggest need so I'll just throw the question at you kind of looking at what we have right now and yeah. and as we get closer to the start of the season where do you see the biggest need where what what Maybe it doesn't worry you, but where are you seeing the the biggest issues that we need to try to get solved?
1: Yeah, another thing that I think uh, some people were freaking out about, and I, I I tried to post this in Slack. You know, we have you can have like a thirty two man roster, and uh, you know people were freaking out that we've we've lost some players, and that's true. We've lost Derek Jones, Mackenzie Gain, Mackenzie Gaines, um, Harrison Awful, and it's not official, but basically Justin Miram. Um, so that's four players, but th- the thing is, is that we have all these legacy people that are going to be moving up, uh, to take some of those spots. Um, and this is not including, and like, I didn't include this in the list the other day. Like I'm not factoring in, uh, players like Scardinia, Romero, Neely, uh, Berchimas, um, and didn't, and totally forgot about our super draft guys <laughs> in, in that list too. So, um, but I, say that now with the news that just happened with Brandon Cambridge, Cambridge. So, I mean, we definitely, I think even before he had the surgery, we definitely needed a, a winger on the, on the right hand side, uh, especially with Camille leaving Mm -hmm. gains gone. So that's a, that's to me is an immediate need. I think, uh, I think maybe tiger small, somebody maybe do some research real quick and let me know if he plays can play on the right or left. Uh, he might can fill in there. But I'm really interested to see how we utilize Swiderski and Capetti, like where they're going to sit. Uh, ben Bender is also injured, uh, and he's going to be out for a while. I was kind of interested to see if maybe he was going to play out wide or something. I I don't know. So, mm-hmm. to me, you got to go get some wingers pretty quickly. Uh, that would be my my thing. But as far as like freaking out about the rosters, I I think we're in a a, a good. A, a good space. You know, we just talked about Jose about the, this pipeline and um, yeah. I, we're already seeing the benefits of that. Cause you know, we're going to promote a couple of players this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Two things that I was thinking about is, is one, I feel like if I'm remembering correctly this time last year, when we were talking about the upcoming season, we were talking about just the slew of wingers we had. And that was like, <laughs> we had almost too many, like who do we play And now? Here we are a year later. And it's like, we, we need, we're badly in need of people yeah. in this position. It's just interesting how that, how that changes. Um, yeah. and I, and I will admit that, you know, just kind of my perspective, I was starting to get a little worried and people I talked to were getting worried about like, we're, why are we not making any moves? Like, why isn't, why isn't anything mm-hmm. happening? And so I get that perspective yeah. of it, but but yeah, you and, and, and Jose make a good point about just seeing the development from growing these players up. You yeah. know, it's it maybe not, we're, maybe we're not making the big signings. There's a lot of, There's a lot of moves happening and we're building a pipeline that's more important for the long-term growth and health of the team versus just bringing in a splashy signing here and there
1: yeah i mean and you you always will need to bring outside players and and sign who you can and and, you know i I, people love big name signings and, and i do too but i think to get this franchise into a good spot like a seattle sounders or even the union you have to have this pipeline Uh, So you're not going out in the market and overspending and you're bringing players that are already bought into the system that love the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just going to be beneficial to, to do that. So again, you know, uh, there'll be some more moves, so don't worry about that. Uh, I I look back at a Yeri who we got literally at the very last minute and which was a wonderful signing. So things, things happen guys. Like, and this is the third year now, so I'm kind of trying to figure out why everybody's getting surprised by by these things. I don't I don't quite understand it. Like it it's, it's gonna just, happen, man. Just let it. Just let it. Let them cook, man. We, All we right. just keeps
0: it hoping something will change. Uh, I'll put yeah, a couple of like, comments I, here I, from I the from the YouTube yeah. side. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead, You're Corey.
1: Good. Sorry. No, no, no. I I, I think I All was right. lagging a little, a little bit, so I think I cut you
0: off there. Go ahead. All right. We'll, we'll power through. Uh, pull up a couple of comments here from the, the YouTube comments. Uh, we got Westwood T Gang always on here um, saying, if we can get a great winger opposite Kerwin and he continues his late season form, we will look pretty good on top. Totally agree with that. Um, yeah. Vargas is one of the things I'm really excited about with the end of last year. Yeah. So would love to see that happen. Um, and then uh, defend the queen here. Yeah. Asks, if Carol and Enzo share the top, you know, can they coexist in peace?
1: Yeah, good, good question. I I think you're going to see a big shift in personality and just the way people are going to interact with one another. That's that's kind of the the vibe I'm already getting and what I'm hearing rumblings of is like uh, the atmosphere is a lot better. Enzo now has another kind of year under him. He's with the team more. It just it, I I think he had a lot going on. Had a kid. Um, I think the more, you know, it looks like Swardursky going to be here. So you kind of like, all right, I'm going to be here. So we yeah. need to get along. Because um, there was no, no doubt there was some friction there. You could see it on the field. Uh, and not that they won't bark at each other now and then. But I, I think you're going to see, especially with this coach, I think you're going to see everybody get along a little better. And I think you're going to see a happier locker room in general. Gosh, I hope so.
0: Uh, I would, I will add on here, Greg mentioned that he thought maybe Dino said that they wouldn't both play up top. I don't yeah. know if that was accurate or not to what he was said today.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah I don't think you're going to see like a 4-4-2 type of thing with yeah. them up top together. But um, uh, he was kind of alluding to him, like, yeah, we got to get them on the, the field at the same time. But that's been like the whole question the whole time. It's like, right. how, how do you get them <laughs> on the field at the same time? Uh, and it might be that maybe you don't. And one of them has to prove themselves, and one comes off the bench, and one starts. So that'll be interesting. And I think that,
0: yeah, I'm just, I, I really hope that it's a better situation than it was last season, because that was the, it felt like the constant struggle of last season was how to get those two both engaged in the right way to to play together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So let me um, let me pull up. Oh, let me i'll pull this up from elliot real quick uh he says if you release the new kit the freaking out stops immediately at least for a few days which is that's
1: very true t- <laughs> so one of the things that drives me nuts too is like when's the new kit coming out god how come they i'm like it comes out the same time every single year just go look it up before you rage pa- post. i don't have patience i don't have that, patience that's the thing. For that matt <laughs> i am the most impatient person outside of like i think soccer like my wife was like you're like the most impatient person I know but like with soccer maybe maybe that's what calms me but yeah 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 there you go uh
0: David he like I said he oh hes, he's on he could he couldn't join us but he's, he's in the comments uh he said he noticed that Matt's Matt Swiss name says stop freaking out but David he asks, well, David what if I
1: want to freak out David I'm gonna get Prozac for David he, he freaks out. He freaks out all the time. I'm going to give him Prozac and a corn dog, and I think that will that will work for him. You me. can
0: hide the Prozac in the corn dog, so he doesn't even know he's taking it, like you do with the. Uh, that's terrible. I'm not going to take that. David,
1: thought. where all where right. are you by the way? Are you in Orlando? Where are Where are you? Tell us where you are.
0: <laughs> I'll wait for the answer. He's Man. just laughing at us right now. I still
1: want to know if Chico is is on this freaking thing or not. I'm so mad. I'm going to text him. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> all
0: right. Uh David said he's in Atlanta to to close the loop on on oh. where David is. where did so. I get where did I get Orlando from? I don't I have no clue. Well, I I didn't know where he was, so you're you're better off the guessing than I did. But to continue the freaking out um theme of this part of the show, <laughs> we'll we'll dive into the listener questions a little bit here. Uh which the first one is from Russell partner, and I'm gonna ask it at the correct time this time. But um what's the best advice you can give the people who are freaking out about the lack of outside signings from the team? And at what point do you start to worry? So you're telling people not to worry now, but is there a point where you start to be like, okay, this is, this is becoming a problem. Maybe we should start to worry a little bit.
1: When the window closes and we haven't signed anybody, then you can get, (laughs) then you can worry and get mad. But literally (laughs) like, do people follow other teams and other sports at all? Like this happens to literally every single team in every single sport most of these signings come down to like the last week, the last days, the last minutes. It happens on every single team. Yes. Sometimes teams announce something pretty early. And I think that's what snowball starts getting everybody all upset. But like, yeah, I will freak out when the window closes and we haven't signed (laughs) anybody. That's when I'll get mad and that's when I'll come in here and rant and rave and and be derogatory towards, towards the team. But, um, just, just let it play out. It'll be fine. All right. We're going to hold you to that. We're going to bring this back if
0: we need to, uh, at a later point. All
2: right. Chico Chico is
1: on. Is he? Yeah. Hey Chico. How are you doing? First, I think, no, I think this is like the second time he's ever listened to a show. Oh, thank you, Chico. That's great. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's keep diving into these, uh, these listener questions. If you're good with that. Yeah. Um, the next one I'll pull up is from Paul Hagan. Uh, it's the fans in the front office seem optimistic slash excited about Dino's appointment. Have any of the players given any reaction? I really like this last sentence. I'm going to, I, I'm not going to put an accent on it, but I want to, I assume Westy was chuffed to bits on hearing about it, but wondering if any of our insiders cough, cough, swift. Has heard any actual comments from the squad?
1: What does chuffed mean? I imagine that means
0: pumped or? I think so. Huh. I I actually don't know. I think it means like excited.
1: Chant- Chantry would know. That's a, that's a Chantry.
0: Yeah. What, what does you, that mean? Can you translate that for us, please? What's Chantry, I'll, I'll pull it up on the comment once you let us know yeah. what that means.
1: Um. Yeah. From everything that I've heard from literally everybody, uh the atmosphere is a lot better. He's a lot more personable. uh The players like him. I think he's. Dean, Dean's the type of coach that he's going to put his arm around a a player and comfort them and teach them and guide them. Um, What was the video? He was like, go out there and enjoy your football. Mm -hmm. Go have fun. Like I, I, and I just, I really appreciate that. I think uh, there were a lot of players that didn't feel uh, the love, I guess. Uh, So it's just a nice, nice change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, con- Confirmation chuffed means pretty happy. So okay. that's good. So we, were, Thanks. we were right Thanks, on point man. there. <laughs>
1: thank, yeah, I have, I've you. never
0: heard that one. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it, but I didn't know what it meant. Okay. Uh, so we will hide that here too. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I feel like that's what I've noticed too. You, you touched on it earlier. It's been refreshing to hear the way he talks and to see the videos and to see the way he interacts with the team. It's just, a, it's, a, it's very refreshing from what we've had. So I'm yeah. hoping that that carries on. So let's hop on to our next one, which comes from Eric Hill. We have six games before the end of March, New York city FC, who we have not lost to followed by two away games in Canada and at Nashville before coming home for the back-to-back Ohio visitors. What is the minimum you need to see in those six games to be optimistic? The team is an improvement over last year.
1: Yeah. Good, good question. I, I think improvement is style of play. If if we lose, let's lose going forward. Let's lose, you know, having twenty shots on goal, you know, like that that type of thing. Like I'm I'm good with that. If we're gonna lose, losing just possessing the ball just for the sake of it, I I'm I don't want to see that anymore. Um, I I'm not gonna put uh points like oh we have to have this many points by this. I mean it, it's a tough start, man to the to the season, no doubt but uh, i i think just the style of play is what i'm really looking for in that change there and i'm just really interested to see what that starting 11 is going to look like that first game
0: yeah i agree with that and yeah it's it's you know it's a tough schedule but it's also i mean it's a transition it's a new it's a new coach like that's always going to come with some bumps so i'm like yeah i'm less concerned about what the actual record is or how many points we come out of at that point it's like how does the team look how is it playing together do we have a fairly consistent starting lineup that doesn't have very <laughs> weird selections that like little things like that. Yeah. Um, to see how things start out. And that's, that's what I'm, 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 more, uh, looking at as far as that versus versus points. So now just cause I have to keep, um, keep you updated on the, the YouTube chat. The, the chuffed has taken over the, the comments here. I like it. Um, so we've got, um, people making other definitions of chuffed. Being the uh, past tense of chafed, so I think that's that's not true, but I like it. Oh, okay. uh, and then we've got um, <laughs> we got Westwood again coming back and saying, "Pretty happy is about as emotional as British people get, mm. <laughs> usually when there's beer pies and pastries involved." Nice. So we gotta love that. I like it. All right, we'll jump into our next question here uh, from Kate. What matchup are you most excited to see this season? that isn't cltfc versus intermessi
1: well i think two for me that stand out one is that of course that first game because again like what's the style of play going to be what's that starting 11 i think that's going to be very telling um and then the other one is, i just personally i, I want to go to austin and, and watch that game and um just so i would say i would say those two
0: I'm going to seem so lame by copying yours. That's literally what I had in mind too. That's, that's the away game. We're eyeing right now as I was really excited to, to yeah. go down to that one. I've never been to Austin. I was hoping to get down there and do that. My only problem was the timing of some of these games. So the other ones we were looking at as far as interested in doing the road game were some of the Canadian games. Cause I've never been to Canada. It'd be fun to like go to Vancouver or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but those are all happening very early in the season and I'm not trying to be that cold and yeah like March is not the time to go to to Canada I don't think so no but then Austin happens in July and that also sounds terrible so (laughs) yeah I'm trying to figure out like what do I want to do for my for my health and and body to not be miserable watching a match so we're still trying to figure it out but Austin looked pretty exciting uh, to me as well
1: you guys you guys keep asking questions in the in the comments and everything too. bring them on yep yep
0: okay well, i'll jump to one of the comments as you, as you mentioned that um we'll pull this one up here from c and m's garage oh cool I don't what know. is that I don't is that know.
1: monster trucks yeah. in that little photo gotta, cool i have
0: a lot of questions on what's happening here it's very cool though all right but the question is if we don't sign anyone before the first match what's the starting
1: lineup oh i
0: i i think i put, can you do this off the top of your head I, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah i kind of put it. it together earlier today And I want to say, God, you got Enzo, Swiderski, Vargas, Dajajare, Westwood. I don't know who's the right wing now. Uh, It was Brandon. (laughs) Um, And then you've got Gary. I'm going to say Bill. I know that's going to freak everybody out, but I think Bill's going to have a lot better season this year. Um, Melanda. And then Jalen Lindsey. I think Jalen okay. Lindsey under Dean Smith is going to be really good. Um, and uh, Kalina. The yep. big question mark on the on right wing now. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a
0: huge one. All right, so we'll move that out of the way. So it's hard to host and do producer roles. I'm just going to point that out right now. I'm having to do a lot of clicking and looking around the screen. Like I'm not you're, engaged, but there's a lot, there's a no, lot happening every year.
1: You're doing great. And <laughs> thank God it's not me because it would be a catastrophe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll hop back to our, our pre questions we had. Um, let's um, I was, I was possibly j- going to jump around. Let me jump around to one. I'm going to pull up actually. A question from uh, someone named David Gussler sent this question in ahead of time, Mm. um, which is with Cambridge now sidelined with an injury, Bender hurt as well. Camille being shopped. We now only have one to two healthy true ringers on the wingers on the roster. Uh, What do you expect the team to do in the next 30 days to fill up the roster? So we've touched on this a little bit, but do you have any specific thoughts about where you expect them to go for that for that role?
1: It could A couple things, and people are going to freak out on, on, on one of these. So, one, go sign someone immediately. Yeah. Two, use use a player that you have right now, or a super draft player, someone from Crown Legacy, or makeshift right winger for now. Get to the summer window when the rest of the league and world are off and the pool is a lot more open. Mm-hmm. Then go and get like somebody big then uh so Mm -hmm. worst case scenario we have to make due to the to the summer window um but don't think the sky has fallen we could be perfectly fine like that but i do think they have to go sign somebody now like and that could be somebody from within mls so
0: yeah they just need somebody in that role absolutely uh i'll go back to the the comments a little bit because there's a few different things so follow up from the uh, cnm's garage uh what's the formation that you just named for that lineup
1: yeah, I I I like to have somebody right in front of the the back four, so like kind of Westy in that pivot role, uh, and maybe three in front of him, and then maybe three at the top. I I don't know. Swiderski is that wild card. I don't know where to exactly line him up, um, so I can't give you an exact formation. And some of these some of the formations are fluid anyway once you get on the field. So,
0: right. Yep. Absolutely. Here we go. He's in he's in the comments now.
1: There he is. There he is. Uh yeah. That that the plan the plan is to go with uh Chico Lamorte to uh, to Austin and hang out with him, unfortunately. Yes,
0: Chico's yes. in the comments now. So it's good it's good That's to right. have him in there. Look, look right. at that photo. Um, look at that great photo. Yes. <laughs> these photos. I, I need to upgrade my uh upgrade yeah. my YouTube photos based on based on these guys. Uh let's see. I'm going to pull some of these up from the chat. We got some good ones coming in here. So let's pull up Greg's, uh, where does pivot mm. fit into Dean's system? Yeah. Since he had such a great season filling in last year for us, which felt like to me, and probably to a lot of people, like the biggest surprise of last season is how he came in and played how he did given the circumstances.
1: Really good question. Um, I great is suggestive, um, Sub- <laughs> or
0: subjective not subjective
1: subjective subject i
0: think given i think i think great's fair given like
1: what what he yeah, was
0: yeah. asked to do that like is, if, if he was if he was a different player that that was you know had played that role professionally before maybe not great is the word you use but given the situation he was put into yep. i think great is is fairly accurate
1: i when i when i was kind of looking at the lineup and formation and everything like that and, and trying to figure out where privet fits in. I think it's going to be on him to really impress Dean. Is he another cog in the midfield? Is he a backup center back? I just don't think you want to go into another year where he's your center back option. Now we're going to play differently. You're not going to see privet driving up to the middle and leaving Milanda dead in the back. um, and for all you people that give Milanda a hard time, it's probably because he's like back by himself and having to yeah. r- run back to the goal 80,000 times a game and cover yeah. for our stupid strategy that we have. He hasn't so, gotten a
0: lot of help back then.
1: He's, none. He's been, he's been none. The none. I guarantee you if Milanda has a good year this year, he's going to be sold um, for a lot of money somewhere else. But anyway, uh, back to Privet. Uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of where Dean sees him best. Is it, is it in the middle? Is it, in the back I, I i don't see i don't see privet starting this year and that's okay mm-hmm. i i think you know, he was playing out of position and kind of forced in and he did he did a good job like you were saying cory based on what he had to do poor guy um, Yeah, but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how he kind of fits in this thing yep yeah, definitely
0: all right i'm gonna come through a couple more things here a lot of people talking about the winger position uh we have oz here on twitter i'm not going to say what it's actually called now saying what are the uh, odds of Miram coming back with us being so thin at wing zero, zero.
1: that's what i thought the answer was going to be yeah Miram miriam is <laughs> Mirim is gone i think they were trying to negotiate a contract and i think just the way you know back to kind of like gam tam what we have uh and roster space um well you know and then brandon has surgery i, I don't know i just don't I would place it at well, maybe five percent now coming back. Five so, percent. Yeah. Go. A
0: couple other uh, opinions on how to manage the wing situation more. So we have Jonathan Dunn on here saying have Jalen attack more on the right and let the defensive midfielder cover that area a little more. Mm. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to see both left and right backs play a little different this year and overlap more, which um, you know. Brilliant concept, I think. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think you're going to see that. That's that's why I was saying too. Um, I think Jalen's going to do really well under Dean.
0: Yep. yep, yep, agreed. And good for him. I'm glad he'll have an opportunity to.
1: This do it'd that be a good it'd be a good reach <laughs> it'd be a good reset for, for Jalen for sure. <laughs>
0: Yep. And yep. uh, so for the things in the lineup, David chimed in saying he assumes Carroll goes to right wing now with injuries, Vargas to left wing, Enzo up top, Brecht, Cam, Brandt Westwood at midfield. So, I I feel like that's similar to what you'd kind of said as your lineup. If yeah. the, if the squad stays exactly as it is right now, we don't get an actual winger in that spot. Yeah, I, I think, think so. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Got Lemarite back. Uh, Matt, do you miss Rios? <laughs>
1: I did last season. Um, well, the, cause the thing is, is like, we, we didn't have anybody up top that could bring the ball down with any type of control. Like I was pretty critical of, of Enzo. I felt like he had bricks for feet. Like he would try to bring the ball down and mistouch it. Uh, Rios was really good at that with back to his goal, bring the ball down, able to lay it off to Swiderski. So, um, A little bit but i I think it was it was time to i know chico really loves rio so yeah
0: (laughs) all right let me hop back over to uh some of our pre-planned questions here um let's get into from jake carpenter what do you think or hope will be the biggest observable in-game improvement between year two and year three
1: we talked about this a little bit. You know, what I want to see is less uh, working the ball around the the sides and out to the wings and then back around. I want to see more playing through the channels. I also wanna, you know, we just talked about Danny Rios. I wanna see some balls over the top to mix it up too. Uh, but I, I really want to see our center midfielders come get the ball, turn and move forward and dribble mm-hmm. forward and get forward. Um I just think like they would get the ball. Back, back to you know, our our attacking goal, and then off to the side, back again. It was very. Yep. Um, we just weren't getting in good spots and and stuff. So that's that's a that's what I'd like to see. In yep. subs that like make it. that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I feel like the bar is, is surprisingly low for what we're wanting to see. <laughs> just gonna really? throw it out there. I feel like we're not we're not asking a lot. Yeah. We're, we're asking for some for some. <laughs> Fairly low level stuff here. All right, um, I feel like we touched on some things a little bit, but uh, Russell, Russell was busy in, in the in the Slack asking some questions yeah. today, so I'm going to pull up another one from him. Uh, what do you expect from Capetti in year two? Will Dean Smith be able to get the most from him?
1: Maybe I'm being optimistic here, but I, I think you're going to see less flopping, less chirping at the ref. I think you're going to see a happier Capetti. Uh, I think he's probably adjusted a little more to the league. You know, if you, I look, kind of look at Swiderski too, that first year he was very, you know, I don't know, kind of a brat in a way. So, um, I I think you're gonna just see a better Capetti. Uh, I hope he actually will st- score some goals. I hope mm-hmm. that he can control the ball better. There was some concerns there, um, and start getting some like poaching type goals right like mm. getting get in the box getting six yard box calls havoc toe poke some things in i want to see some of, some of that going on
0: yeah i know when we recorded in person last time there was uh there was a lot of negativity around capetti <laughs> yeah so um, you
1: know there. my buddy steven and uh <laughs> i don't think donnie really piled on but uh steven's not <laughs> no a, steven it was
0: also it was mostly steven no
1: um but i i am maybe
0: naively optimistic about him about Capetti this this season I'm just truly hopeful that a year under his belt here a little bit of a calmer preseason coming into the season yeah a new coaching situation allowing him to settle in a little more we'll see who we thought we were going to get when we signed him right last year I don't know I mean he hasn't I haven't seen anything that's gonna like guarantees that it's gonna happen, but that's my very optimistic hope is that we see that finally get unlocked somehow this year. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. I'm just bouncing around some of the questions we have. All right, let's uh let's get to one more uh, strictly soccer question before we have some other questions I want to get to. Uh, from Terry here, thoughts. On the Open Cup debate. Oh, buckle up, hey, baby. Do, buckle. do I need to put you on the of these People just see
1: you all. You. Do oh God, please so don't. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> uh, and people are gonna be so unbelievably mad at me about this. But oh, are you gonna are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say? I might. So oh, let me geez. let me just let me just talk this through, and 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 everybody, please comment. Let me know what you think. So I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this as, as much as I love like the, the history and all that. Um, I' got to be honest, like I get tired of seeing MLS teams win this thing. Mm. For me, I, I almost would like for this tournament to just highlight lower-level teams. I want to see Appalachian FC on TV play. It will expose more people to these teams. And again, like every single year, MLS an MLS team wins. It's another game for them. They usually roll out their B teams during the, the you know the first couple rounds. Um, and this is what people are really gonna hate. It actually it cost MLS teams a lot of money to play these games. I know no one wants to hear that. I I I get it, but like I think it costs charlotte fc like a couple hundred grand to go to birmingham and play and and they lost so it's like there's no incentive there and i I get it it's not all about the money but sometimes it needs to be about the money like people here in the u.s there's a lot there's a huge mexican fan base right and so they want to see liga MX teams and so you saw it when we when we hosted a game there was a shit ton of people there when we played at the sportsplex I don't know that there were 7000 people there so the teams are not making any money people are not coming to these games it's always mls teams winning these things I think if we want to grow like the lower leagues I want to see those teams winning a tournament and maybe there's something fun like what is it the uh the shield what is it, the community shield in EPL like maybe the winner of US Open Cup plays the winner of MLS Cup or plays the supporter shield winner of whatever conference um i want to see something kind of cool like that um i i mean I, I i don't know i i just think that like if we if we're talking about promotion relegation, we need we need some of these lower level teams to get exposure, and I'm kind of going back to the I'm sure people are crucifying me in the comments, but like, <laughs> here's 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 the thing: if owner and our our MLS owners going to make money off of this stuff, absolutely, get over it. Like you need them to because here's why: if people start seeing that having a mls team or even a lower league team is going to make the money more people will buy teams more people will create teams more people will rebuild teams that's how you get promotion relegation so for me like i love open cup and and on the service yes i would love mls to to be in the tournament but kind of looking at this differently i get tired of seeing mls teams win it what's the what's the point it's boring it's boring. What's What's cool is watching these lower league league teams like battle it out. That's what I want to see. So, I'm sure no one agrees with me, but that's kind of well. Boring. I guess
0: the first. Well, let me let me first of all the 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 boo this man. David says we need to put the the boo this man gif uh, in yeah. towards Swift. Um and and. If you have egg on your house tonight, I think you can, uh, you can blame. Do we ever figure out how to pronounce this last time when we had this person Brown sugar, me please. God,
1: yeah, Gosler could not, um, could not do it and save his life. Brown sugar, me please.
0: Yeah. So, so blame the, uh, the garden gnome for egging your house. If you wake up in the morning and see some there. Yeah. Um, I guess my question would be
3: if your if your
0: goal is to give some exposure to these lower level teams right like you want to see them have their their moments my worry would be is if you take mls out of it Uh. then there's no interest in the tournament in general right like the 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 reason people more casual fans might watch these matches is because their mls team is playing in it or because it's on tv i have I, i find it hard to believe that like a final between two lower level teams might get that ex- same exposure. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm, no, no, right. that but I think makes... the exposure comes from those lower level teams getting a chance to play the MLS squads, even if it's a B team, it doesn't matter. Like it's the fact that, you know, you're seeing Appala- Appalachian FC playing Charlotte FC, if mm-hmm. that ever happened, you know, like if that's, sure. that's what causes that, that excitement yeah. around it. And I think if you take MLS out of it, or even just making it MLS next pro, you lose some of that and that those teams aren't getting the exposure that they would
1: if it was as it currently was this is this is going to make everybody mad because everybody like everybody wants to <laughs> romanticize everything people yeah don't I'm, show, ide- I'm i'm the idealist yeah. people do not show up for these games i'm sorry everybody they don't look at the look at the attendance it's not on tv our own fans didn't show up to the Open Cup game. We didn't sell it out. I don't want to hear it. Like I it just it, say what you want, be romantic about it. Like I get it. It's an awesome tournament. It's a tradition. But like no one's marketing this thing. No one's buying into it. But we do have a huge fan base from from Mexico and that they want to see these teams and it just I don't know. I I I think I want to see more marketing for lower level level teams anyway. So like for this tournament, the Open Cup, like I would love for it to be on Apple TV. I'd love for it to be yeah. on ESPN, but it's not. So who's right. watching it? And that That's, the sicko, sickos like us are watching it because we will watch anything. <laughs> but if we're talking about raising the game, like it, this, I, I I don't know. So I, I get why everybody's mad. Trust me. I'm just, I guess I'm more playing devil's advocate than anything else. Um, cause that would, yeah. I, I mean, of course, I want the MLS to be an open cup, right? But at the same time, you're, you're asking, you're asking though, you're asking MLS teams to carry the whole entire burden, pay for it all, mm-hmm. do everything, and they're getting nothing. They're literally getting nothing out of it. What do they get out of it?
0: Right. I would, exposure. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, uh, that's, I would uh, agree uh, yeah. with
0: you that I'm just, just totally joking. Um, Seen a lot of things on social media about getting paid in exposure recently. So that was in my head, um, but I guess my hope would be what you were just saying is that I would like to see more energy and effort and money or whatever it is put behind the U.S. Open Cup in general because the yep. way it is yes. right now, you're right, it doesn't have what it needs from a marketing or broadcast or whatever I'm, money perspective. To be what it could be, I think if they, right. if someone—I don't know who that would be or how that would work—but if someone really took it and and put it on Apple TV or put it on something where it was yeah. all we're going to be broadcast, and they figure out a, a better way to 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 put some some real power behind this thing, mm-hmm. then it does have those effects that we were talking about, where you get to see mm-hmm. those lower league teams. Yeah they benefit financially and from fans and from exposure to that yeah. thing it becomes a much more fun event as it stands right now it does feel i mean it feels very amateurish frankly like i don't know how else to say it but like yeah. watching those broadcasts or going to it, it feels very amateurish and yeah. i hate to say this because i love us open cup but when you compare that to like you said, the League's Cup and what was put into that, and all the effort and the marketing mm-hmm. and the branding and and all the things that went into that. It's a very different type of tournament, obviously, but it just yep. it was a stark difference in seeing those two tournaments and where the the yeah the effort was put in.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a shame, right? And I, I hate it. And I, I go back to every everybody hates millionaires and billionaires, but like, and again, it, you know, I, I get it shouldn't always be about money, but this league is not. is is like financially well off as I think what people think and you know deals like the Apple TV deal that I put out a video about that because people bitched about that they bitch about uh, Adidas I'm like you have to have people invest in your league and you know Apple TV has this hub that's specifically for MLS now but everybody's complaining about it but they also invested I think two billion dollars into the league and again, will owners get paid? Yes. Will they get richer? Yes. But again, that's going to attract other people like a David Tepper who moves down to Charlotte, and be like, hmm, this could be a good investment. I'm going to create a team that's not around yet, but we need that mm-hmm. at kind of like a lower level too. So, mm-hmm. the more, I, I just think it's it's beneficial for the league and teams to make money, especially MLS, the way they're structured. So you're asking, you're asking, you're asking a league, and you're asking teams uh, like a Real Salt Lake that doesn't make a ton of money. You're asking, them like, hey, go spend a couple hundred thousand dollars to go travel here and play. You're going to get nothing mm-hmm. for it. Cool. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Now I get what you're coming from. From that,
0: that I guess the like you said, the idealist in me would like to see rather than MLS being just like we're not doing that, would rather than say yeah. like work with us soccer in some way but like Ooh. how do we make this bigger better more sustainable yeah and make it make it what it should be as the game is growing in the u.s like that's and maybe they've already i don't know like what happened on the scenes. maybe they were trying that and it wasn't working out so they finally said okay we can't do it if we're not going to figure this out but like i would rather them do some work with us soccer to try to figure it out rather than just being like nah we're not playing right yeah at this.
1: and and you know i i think and this could change now because they've they've taken a hit for it for sure, uh, and I think they're like, no, you can't field a MLS next pro team. That's not how that's going to work. Uh, and you have to <laughs> yeah. you have to do this. Um, and well, that, and that was kind of the other thing too. I was like, it might actually kind of be cool to see some our crown legacy play against Appalachian FC or sure. You know, um, Why not but, both? Uh, but they did kind of they threw it in there. MLS did like we're not going to play this year, but we might next year. Yeah. Like, come yeah, on, they left.
0: Yeah, like, come a on, little dude. vague there.
1: But yeah. I, ideally, Corey, like to to what you were saying, that is the ideal situation. Right, somebody needs to like an Apple TV that everybody's bitching about. Like somebody like that needs to. I just get so sick and tired of everybody bitching. <laughs> somebody like that though needs to step up and say, "Hey, we'll take Open Cup. We're gonna we're gonna make this a thing. We're gonna do some marketing, production, um, because it's a cool tournament." Yeah, and I love watching these like lower level teams but I'm a sicko of course I like watching anything <laughs> so. uh,
0: uh Chico had to leave he said uh, he said he was leaving but before he before he left I just wanted to go through the comments here he said um God Matt you didn't even go to these games stop hating And it? he said he said Matt you're not a true fan so
1: I went to those <laughs> games I went with Chico to these games <laughs> one.
0: I'm just saying you're going to uh, regret actually, calling I, him out and making sure he watches the show. He'd be like, Chico, never again. Please, please sure.
1: don't watch the show. Anymore. I didn't, I didn't go to Birmingham. I think that was the one I didn't go to.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, I went to all the ones in Charlotte. I I enjoy, we've gone on for a long time, so I'll move on. But yeah. I, what I enjoy about the open cup games being at Memorial or not memorial, um, sportsplex, mm-hmm. um, is that it's one it's fun to see them in a small stadium to be like have that intimate environment i know it's really small i get that like it's like money and fan wise like it's a cool environment and two i would hope if they're marketing it correctly it's a way to get some families especially who Mm. maybe have not ponied up to go to a game at bank of america stadium yeah that maybe live out in that area more in the union county matthews like kind of that that suburb area maybe get them to come to a match and and build build the fan base a little bit there. So like it can be used yep. well. Like I do like that aspect of those games being down there. I had a lot of fun at those. But from a financial standpoint, it's a very different. You know, when you're when you're barely barely drawing seven thousand versus putting, you know, thirty plus a game in Bank of America Stadium It's a very yeah. different proposition.
1: Um, and also too, I'm hearing that if we were in Open Cup, we wouldn't play at the Sportsplex this time because they're being a little kind of being punks about us playing out there. Of course, so, yeah. uh, love
0: it. All right, there's a lot going on in the comments. I don't know if I have time to no, ask. Sure. I'm going to ask, um, sure. uh, I'm going to ask uh, one question that came in earlier that I wanted to get to uh, from Westwood T Gang. Uh, what preseason fan events, Team and Mint City Collective are planned? Do you know of anything planned coming up preseason
1: uh,
0: that's going on?
1: I don't. I don't know, Chantry. you, you tell me. <laughs> chantry's on the mint city board so, you tell me <laughs> Does he yeah. s- like,
0: we just need to send him the link so you can join the join the join yeah. the call here
1: uh, no I'm, I'm sure uh we'll have some mint city stuff come out um so if you're not a member yet you should sign up uh we're doing renewals and um yeah Taking new new members. Uh, everybody is welcome. You'll get a newsletter and you'll know all about our uh events and everything. Uh, you'll get access to Slack, which is where I spend a lot of my days calming everybody down. That's freaking out. Yeah. It's fun times. So it's, it's a tough but
0: important job to do. So we appreciate your service. And, and the and thing, thing is, I don't course. even have to do it. I just get so <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a calling. All right. Uh, the last question that I have, unless we see something pop in the chat, uh, comes from Roy. And it's a fun one. Oh, my God. I saw this one. Would you rather have, oh, sorry, let me start this again? Would you rather have an, an immortal, murderous sloth that always knows your location, always hunting you, or never be able to find clothes that fit properly?
1: I love Roy because he always throws out these fun questions. Uh, so I love that the sloth is like immortal; like he's just he never dies. There's
0: and, a lot of there's a lot of adjectives and details to this one: immortal, murderous, and for sloth. some
1: reason he's fixated on me, and somehow always knows my location. But they're, <laughs> but they're so slow, right? And when you say murderous, like is he gonna like? choked me to death and
0: like that was my question like does he have weapons Mm. i don't yeah i need to know like how
1: how equipped is this is this sloth because the thing is you might be asleep when he comes for you right right and they're so slow you probably wouldn't man i think i think the ill-fitting clothes might be the way to go because i mean you're just i mean here's the thing like you're you're not like super like oh okay like i'm super afraid but you're just always going to be kind of like where is that goddamn sloth i'm sure is he how yeah. close is he you never know like and he can hide in trees you just never know where he is right but you he's always never really out there put your guard down yeah And wait a minute you if never really
0: let your guard down
1: if he's immortal you can't kill him right
0: that's that's why i read that yeah so like yeah
1: like you could just never can you like trap him and then like take him to another country and then he just you've got some time then <laughs> got a couple of years <laughs> from to get across the atlantic or something you know like how do you, uh, I don't know, No, I'm with, I'm with a you. lot of variables was, here. There are, I have a lot of follow-up
0: questions. I don't think Roy is on to where you can ask the follow-up questions, but, um, I think I'm with you in that the constant, even if it's low level dread and fear, yeah. it, it would always be there. I always be like, wait, where'd that sloth go? I yeah, I'd it, Forget about it. Cause it was so slow that I would forget about it. Occasionally and I'd have that moment where it was like, oh gosh, where's the sloth?
1: And like, and what then, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was like, like, what if, what if we're doing a show right now? And he's just slowly like (laughs) in my background, like you never know when he's going to, like, you could be at work on a conference call and he was like, yeah, coming up on you.
0: Yeah. It's It's terrifying. And and also as a, as a larger short man, most clothes don't fit me properly anyway. So this is, this is a life.
3: It's like my, good.
1: yeah,
0: all right, yeah, let's just let's just
1: go let's just go with clothes that don't fit properly with that clothes just- that don't fit i think
0: I think that's the safest bet, yeah, uh, I think Richard Clark says in the comments, just lock-, lock him in a zoo, there you go,
1: cool, but I mean, I feel like an immortal sloth could probably get his way out, but that's a good thought, lock him in a zoo,
0: yeah. Hmm. It may happen. I know there was a ton in the comments I didn't get to, so I apologize. I appreciate y'all being very active and and commenting and asking questions. I know I miss things, um, but we appreciate y'all watching and, and joining in uh, and, and, and commenting and asking questions and having fun with us tonight yeah. as we get back into the podcasting seats uh, and, yeah. and get ready for this new season. But Matt, before we go, anything else that you want to talk about, mention? Any shout outs, anything like that?
1: Yeah, well, we got to shout out our sponsor, Renegade Goalkeeping. Again, uh, if you're watching on video, here are the Mint City Collective goalkeeping gloves. Uh, they're a fantastic sponsor. Uh, like I said uh, before, their owner is a MCC member, a really good guy. Uh, if you can, go just, you know, even if you're not buying anything, go follow them on social media. They have really good content. Um, just, yeah, all around good company and glad that they're partnering with us. Um, other than that, we've got some fun stuff that we're doing in 2024. We're going to have some merch that's dropping soon. Uh, we do Mm -hmm. have a, we have the first sticker out right now. Uh, we've had that, but it's back in stock. Got that one. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing t-shirts, hats, all types of fun stuff that you probably can't get anywhere else. Um, yeah. And you probably have seen uh we started to put out some extra content on YouTube so like i said subscribe so you can um get those notifications we're doing you know david's doing corn dog and uh, card unboxing and we're doing short little videos about kind of thoughts that we have uh and they've been a huge hit and you know we're on YouTube we're on TikTok uh david's corn dog video was very popular on TikTok
3: so
0: that that brings up that i forgot to ask his other question he threw out to us uh in in chat earlier today but i I do have to say when david said he was going to do the first live feed of him opening cards from last year i believe correct they were not from this path from the previous year yeah uh and eat a corn dog i was like this is this is insanity. And then you text me like you've got to start watching this, and I yeah. started
1: watching this, and I was riveted. I like I <laughs> he did such great. I don't know what I was expecting. I could have. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was like, this could be good. This could be horrible. But David did a really, really good job. Yeah. Of he did keeping up with the cards and talking and like no really dead space and it was it was. It was was to watch. Yeah, it he did really, really good. It's truly I, a I, gift. I could not. I wouldn't have been able to do it. No, absolutely not.
0: But he did ask us to give our ranking on fast food corn dog locations. So, well, where do you think you get the best corn dogs? And he did give options if you want to have options. They oh, yeah, are Sonic, Cookout, and Culvers. Do you have a ranking? I have. I, I have some initial thoughts. I, it would but, be
1: it would be Cookout because I'm yeah. loyal to Mister. Yeah, what was it? Dr. Cookout. Mr. Cook, Dr. Doctor, cookout. Dr. Cookout. That's <laughs> uh, square And I would say, some, I, I don't, I have had a Culver's corn dog. So people have to tell me if it's good or not. So. Yeah.
0: Now I think my ranking would be cookout number one, obviously cookout's the greatest. Yeah. Um, and then second is just from my freezer. Like just the good old frozen corn dogs that you like grew up eating. Yeah that's okay. that's that's all you need do you Just put the it cookout. in an air fryer you need i haven't done this yet I, and now i want to uh and and my my six-year-old daughter really loves corn dogs too so i think i need to go buy a box of corn dogs and, and throw them in the air fryer and
1: and, and make this
0: happen soon It'll yeah be a great me, bonding moment for us
1: yeah let me know how it turns out I've, I've i've really got to do that here too we got i think we have a ninja i think mm. so we'll you i go. need to try it
0: There you go. Some more, more corn dog content coming your way probably because why not, you know, just for fun, but yeah, subscribe to all the places, uh, Matt and David have been doing an amazing job, uh, finding different ways and types of content to, to get out there in front of y'all, especially as (laughs) a break between, no, I'm saying amazing, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh great stuff coming up and especially even between larger episodes as we're getting ready for the the season to start so a lot of really cool exciting stuff coming your way so subscribe to all the places uh get it first so you can hear it there um, and give us some love and let us know what you're liking and, and so we can do more of it for you so with that i will sign us off thank you matt for joining us Thank you, Jose, from earlier for for joining us. That was awesome. I really appreciate him being on the show as well. And uh, we'll see y'all
1: next time. See you guys.